0: Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea, get ready, get ready for tea, time and filter with your love teas. tea, spend all this hot tea on these podcast streets. so get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea, One tea, time and filter with your girl tea. All right, Tea Sippers, welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And I have my girl, Emily, in the house. Emily, say what's up to the people. Hey, everybody. What's up? (laughs) So (laughs) it is a lot going on here. It's a lot to get into, a lot of tea to spill. So everybody is currently talking about this whole interview that Tamron Hall Hall did with Larsa Pippen. And people, some people are feeling like, you know, Tamron was being kind of disrespectful. You know, she was kind of prying too much. She was kind of talking down to Larsa. So we're going to go ahead and watch this interview. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about it.
1: We're live. This is our first time meeting in person. But of course, I've seen the pictures and everything. And I'm so happy to have you on in your own words and your own feelings. Um, Let's start off with the big one. Okay. <laughs> Marcus Jordan, uh, the dating rumors started in September. At the time you said you guys were just friends and then it was revealed when you said on Valentine's Day that he was your forever Valentine. Are you guys in love? Um, I think so.
2: We're we're in a really good place. Yeah. How do you I describe feel like, it? I feel like a lot of people think that we've known each other our whole lives, which we have not. Well, he's sixteen years younger, so that's yes. not possible. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I feel was... like we, we literally just met at a party um, four years ago.
1: Oh, really? And we were just friends because we we all lived in Chicago. And yeah. When did you meet him four years ago? Four years. Where at a party? Then?
2: At a party. I like an LA party.
1: Did you and know we, who he was at the time? Well, yeah. We we have a lot of mutual
2: friends. And so we're kind of in the same circle. So we've been around each other for like the last four years. So
1: you're at a party and did someone introduce you? How did you connect? Yeah, we were um,
2: at a party and they were like, oh, you know, Marcus, Marcus Jordan. I was like, oh, hey. And so we became friends. We both kind of grew up from, you know, both from Chicago. So I feel like we have a
1: lot in common, like a lot of common ground, you know, like. Even with the age difference. And I don't say that, I don't wanna say it flippantly because age difference, men get, you know able to date people 30 years younger in some cases without judgment he's 16 years younger other than the bulls like what do you have in common we have everything in common really well, I don't, I've dated guys that were a lot older
2: than me. Scotty is 10 years older than me. Scotty's 10 years older than yeah, you. Yeah, so I don't really view age as, you know, you're mature, yeah. you're not no, immature. I, I don't I, I don't feel like that determines if you're mature or not. Well, I feel like if you can go, if you can drink at 21, yeah, you, can, you can go to war at 18. Like, you know, there's different
1: circumstances that I feel like age doesn't really um, determine your level of maturity. I think the age for most people, if we're being honest, that's secondary. The bigger thing is where you are a beautiful woman. Thank you. And you could date anybody you wanted to. You. Um, why would you date Michael Jordan's son knowing that it's been pretty clear mm-hmm. that Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan didn't have this relationship people thought and certainly don't have it now. Mm-hmm. Scotty has come out publicly and said that this documentary that was produced by Michael Jordan mm-hmm. uh, made him, he says, I was nothing more than a prop. His best teammate of all time, he called me. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. You
2: know, that's, you know, I can't, I can't basically explain how someone else feels. That's how Scotty feels. He's, he has a right to the way he feels. I personally don't really care about what, you know, other people, how he, you know, I feel like I live my truth, I'm happy. I feel like we get along, he's my best friend. And so Marcus I, is your best friend. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot in common. But as I was saying, friend. you could date
1: anybody in the world. But Why you know, date Michael Jordan?
2: I didn't plan it like that. It wasn't like it was planned like that. I think we were just together a lot with our friends. And it just so happened. It wasn't like something I like planned. You gotta remember, like, I feel like for me, being, you know, married to someone that was an athlete or whatever, it's really hard. You get scrutinized yeah. a lot. People don't think you should have a life once you get divorced. They think you're once you're divorced, you're like done. And I feel like I've overcome so many different obstacles because I feel like I should have love. I should be able to date who I want. I should be able to like, you know, like live happy and go, you know, just go wherever I want to go and not be judged every time
1: I'm seen with someone. And you should, you should. I'm curious because when you start dating someone- It's hard. It is hard. It's also hard meeting their parents. Have you met? Michael Jordan and Juanita Jordan, and what did they say about the relationship?
2: You know, I don't really, I mean, of course, I recently have met, you know, I've recently been hanging out with them, um, but I don't really want to talk about them. I feel like it's not about, you know, my parents or his parents, they're all happy. Our whole family's fine. I feel like it's more about like where I am, where he is. You know, I feel like we're in a great place. We motivate each other. We're really happy being together. And I feel like that's the most important thing. Well, I
1: I agree with that. I agree with that. And I understand what you're saying because you are your own people. That said, he has a trophy store dedicated to his father. It's like a sneaker Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. But you guys posted a picture with the number 23 behind you. There's only one number 23. Right. You know, um, God bless. He walks around with those great Jordan shoes. That's his dad on there. Mm -hmm. So he can't. We took it
2: all. We brought them to our land.
1: When I married my husband, he met my mom. My dad is in heaven, but he met my mom before we got into a full relationship. Mm-hmm. It's normal for people to ask, "How did his mom respond? How did his?" They're dad fine. Respond? Everyone's fine. They're I, cool with it. Yeah, everyone. I think like when you're an adult, I think your
2: parents just want to see you happy. You know, my parents want to see me happy. His parents want to see him happy. So you have their blessing. Yeah, I feel like we're great. Yeah, I feel like we've you know we've spent holidays together, and it's good. We're
0: in a great place. All right. So you guys just watched that interview. She looks a lot like Kim Kardashian and Tasha.
3: Yes. That's what I was thinking. And I was wondering the whole time, like, is she still kind of in the Kardashian clan? She got kicked out, didn't she?
0: Yeah, they kicked her out. Because supposedly she was trying to low-key, you know, flirt with Kanye. and. Oh, that's right. And Travis and all that. I forgot about that. Yeah. So what did you think just watching this? What did you think about Tamron Hall's questions? And this whole situation in general.
3: I think Tamron Hall was very respectable. I think she mm-hmm. asked the questions that people want to know. Like that that's pretty obvious. Like okay, you're dating a guy whose dad and your ex-husband are beefing. He's a lot younger than you. What do y'all have in common? And I I wasn't she said, "Okay, we're we're both from the same city and so we have a lot of common ground." I know like in interviews like that, she can't probably doesn't have time to just get in depth and give out like a whole list, but I don't know.
0: I wonder what they really do have in common. But I
3: don't think Tamron Hall was disrespectful in any type of way. I thought it was a good interview.
0: Yeah, I thought Tamron did a great job. You guys, I'm a big fan of Tamron. I've met her a few times and she's like just the sweetest lady. And I think, you know, Tamron asks the questions that people want to know. That's part of why people love Wendy Williams, because instead of all these, you know, tap dancing, soft shoeing, you know, I'm scared Mm -hmm. to like just ask this celebrity, they're real. Wendy would ask them what we were thinking. And that's why we all love Wendy. And even though Tamron, of course, is not Wendy, she comes off a bit more respectful, a bit more tactful. Yeah, Wendy was messy. Oh yeah, Wendy was very best. (laughs) But I thought Tamron was like very, very tactful in um, her questions. And you can tell like these were genuine questions that she was not only just asking for us out here in the real world, but for herself. She was curious.
3: I don't know. I ain't trying to sound like a hater, but I don't think it's going to last. Maybe I'm being a hater. Maybe, you know, who knows? But I don't know how this relationship's going to last. It just and, and I'm not saying that to be judgy. It just seems like her relationships don't last very long.
0: That's true. And I know she's made it a point to say that nobody can fill Scottie Pippen's shoes. You know, after all, he did give her four kids and they did have a beautiful marriage once upon a time. But as good as Tamron Hall looks, they're about the same age. You know, Tamron, I believe, is like 52 years old. Tamron literally looks like she's 30 something. Oh, not yeah. Younger. I didn't know Tamron, she was 52. Yeah, Damn, she's she in her good. 50s. OK, yes, Tamron. Tamron Hall is beautiful. And even in real life, that's not just makeup and lighting. No. Tamron is gorgeous. So Larsa is not in her fifties yet, but Larsa is 48, you know, so she's, she's yeah, that's not,
3: that's about the same age.
0: Yeah. Marcus Jordan is 32 and Scottie Pippen is 57. So, you know, I feel Mm -hmm. like this at the end of the day, Um, I think she's being pretty honest with her responses when she's saying that, you know, she does like him and, you know, they were running around in the same circle But Mm -hmm. I find it hard to believe with Marcus Jordan being 32 years old and, you know, they're 16 years apart. I find it hard to believe that she didn't know him before four years ago.
3: Yeah, I don't believe that either.
0: I'm not buying that. Just for the fact that Scotty and Michael Jordan have been teammates forever on the Chicago Bulls. Right. And, you know, when she got with Scotty, I mean, granted, that was like later on in his career or whatever. But... Even before they had all the beef from Save the from the Last Dance um, documentary, at some point, Michael Jordan's kids have to have come over to the house. Yeah. You know, we'll like would, would go and hang out with Uncle Michael, quote unquote. So I just I don't believe this whole she had no idea. You know, she knew of him, but didn't know him. Um, I think that's the part that's kind of weird. I I could care less about the age difference. People get stuck on that. Um, I feel like if an older man can date a younger girl, um, I see nothing wrong with it the opposite way. But I do feel like it is kind of weird because this was Scottie Pippen's teammate's son, you know, and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are not in a good place. Matter of fact, I mean, he's done several interviews stating how he really feels about the way Michael Jordan treated him.
1: You have a lot of criticism about The Last Dance. I thought it was a great documentary. I felt like the documentary only told a story that sort of glorified him as a player and not glorified us as a team. You call Michael Jordan selfish in the first chapter. Why is that? I mean, uh, he was a great scorer, but a lot of things that he did
0: uh,
1: was based on uh, him as an individual. And I think basketball is a team game.
0: So you just watch that. So even after hmm. the documentary, I mean Scotty still feels away, and I don't blame him because the way the documentary kind of played out, it's like everybody glorified and worshipped Michael, and Michael was able to talk to the teammates crazy and all types of stuff. And Scotty was just mainly seen as like the wingman. So it is very strange to see that all of a sudden out of all the people that she could have fallen in love with, it's Michael Jordan's son. And While I want to believe that her intentions may be pure, I still have to side-eye her because this is the same woman who, remember, her marriage broke up because she cheated with rapper Future. Yeah,
3: and you know, I I don't, she gives me like she has low self-esteem because like Tamron Hall was saying, you're a beautiful woman, you can have anybody you want. And maybe, I don't know, maybe this is a flaw in my character, but I'm the type of person that like, if I don't fool with you, then I don't like people that are close to me. I don't expect them to fool with you like that either. And so some people could say that's a flaw, whatever, you know, different circumstances are different. But if it's like, you know, the the father of your kids, family, close friends, stuff like that. If I don't mess with someone, no, I don't expect for you to be cool with them either. So that is really awkward and weird. Like, girl, why would you even go there? Like, you're messing with a man's son that you know the father of all your kids is is beefing with. Like, that's kind of shady, and it gives me low self-esteem vibes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I can agree with the low self-esteem part. Because remember, just a year and a half ago, um, she was sleeping with Malik uh, Beasley. And Malik Hmm. Beasley, he was married, he's an NBA player, he was married, and she was creeping with him, and the wife blasted her. Well, the part that was really embarrassing, if you guys don't know, um, Scottie Pippen Jr. is in the NBA. So that was the year that he was getting drafted into the NBA. And so instead of all the fanfare being on Scottie Pippen Jr., basically, you know, um, being a legacy for Scottie Pippen Sr., you know, to have a, a... just a phenomenal basketball player's son in the NBA was a big deal. All of that got overshadowed because of his selfish mother, you know, sleeping with one of the NBA players who is half her age. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Malik is only a few years older than Scottie Pippen Jr. And I remember everybody was roasting him and then I forgot what he said on Twitter, you know, but I just felt so bad for him. And so now to even add insult to injury, and this is why I feel like the NBA is like really, you know, the NBA and NFL are going for theatrics and drama. If you don't know, um, it was just reported a few weeks ago that Malik Beasley is not going to be playing. Is not going to be playing for the Los Angeles Lakers, which is a team that Scottie Pippen Jr. is on. So now the the guy who smashed my mom, um, we're going to be teammates. Who does that? Yeah, that's so messy. And you know, she. A lot of
3: interviews I've seen and stuff like that, because it seems like a lot of people that she dates are typically and, I, you know, I could be wrong, but usually, you know, it makes the blogs and stuff like that. So the relationships we're privy to are all people that are somewhat, you know, known. They're not it's not like, you know, a CEO or a businessman or someone behind an engine, someone behind the scenes that isn't really like out in the limelight like that. It's mm-hmm. all people, you know, that we know. And she gives me like the vibes of the type of person that's always like my happiness, my happiness. Like it's always about her and her happiness when it doesn't really seem to matter about other people around her and who she's hurting because it's my happiness. And why aren't you happy for me? She gives me those type of vibes.
0: Yeah. And I think at this point with her, you know, being the big age of 48, you know, soon to be 50 in a few years, um, at some point in time, it has to be about respect and boundaries. And I feel like she doesn't have any respect for Scottie Pippen Sr., her ex-husband in any sense. Um, She doesn't understand what's appropriate and not appropriate because even with Scottie aside, she doesn't even have a respect for her son, Scottie Jr., for sleeping with, you know, Malik in the NBA, knowing that your son is getting ready to be drafted. You know, those locker rooms are
3: probably off the chain.
0: Oh yeah, you know they're roasting the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day when they said that LeBron's mom was sleeping with Delonte West, and that caused a bunch of drama, you know, um, in the NBA. But yeah, I just think that she just gives off really self-absorbed, inconsiderate vibes. Absolutely. She you knows what she's doing. I'm not falling for the oh, I'm innocent. You know, she can be mm-hmm. what we wants to be with. She's grown, he's grown. But I do believe that because of her turbulent relationship and the drama that she's gone through with Scotty and you know Marcus Jordan is not innocent in this at all either you know a lot of people are giving her all this flack as if she's robbing the cradle but he is a 32 year old man so he's grown he understands that he's dating Scotty Pippen Jr his father's teammate's ex-wife so he knows what he's doing as well and none of the Jordan kids were ever able to make into the NBA because they weren't good enough so what if this is some type of get back? I may not have made it to the NBA, but I made it into your wife. <laughs> Damn, that's a that's
3: messy. Ba- that, that is so messy, very sick burn.
0: Today's show sponsor is Chime. So what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking your credit score? (laughs) I doubt it. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start building your credit with your very own money. Chime reports your payments to the credit bureaus to help you build your credit over time. Their members have seen an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So, if you want to start your credit journey with Chime, sign up takes only two minutes and it does not affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com forward slash sip slow. Once again, that's chime.com forward slash sip slow. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Chime checking account and $200 qualification direct deposit required to apply for a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact of score may vary and some users' scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply, except at MoneyPass ATMs in 7-Elevens or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM.
3: And, you know, it it seems to be that a lot of um, the things that she is known for are always her relationships. Like, every time she's on the blogs for anything, it's always about her and some guy or her messing around with her friends' guys or her, you know, dating her uh, ex-husband's, you know, op son or her son's um, team player or uh, teammate and all. It's always something with her dating. So Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that Tamron Hall asked a very good question. You could date anybody in the world. Why him? And I also do side eye people a lot because this, you know, this happens in the real world too. Once people become a certain age, but you've watched this kid grow up. You've seen this kid since they were little And you've watched them grow up. And now, yes, they're an adult. But I kind of feel a way about that. I know a lot of people who started dating folks once they got older. But I'm like, you've known this person since they were a kid. And you weren't a kid. You were grown. So then you're like, dang, would you always looking at them kind of, you know, funny? Or did just things kind of organically happen? But I always find it a little strange whenever someone who watches, you know, as an adult, watches their kids' friends. And then they grow up. And then there's something there. Like, I don't know. I think that's kind of. Kind of weird.
0: Yeah, it is weird. I've seen that happen a few times. Um, I remember there's this girl, she ended up dating like her best friend's dad, you know, once she got of age, of course. Girl, I know it a similar weird. story. Yeah, yeah, they were so like fucking really, weird. Yeah, they were like really in love and dating, and you know, everybody just eventually welcomed her into the family, but it was just very odd because it's like you said, Well, how long have you been watching my so-called best friend? You know, yeah. is American Beauty 2.0? So that's what
3: that's so funny. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> American Beauty. Yes, that was a movie. movie back in the day, American Beauty. Oh, yeah. So exactly. yeah, I mean it it happens all the time. But yeah, you know, I just think that at the end of the day, Larsa knows what she's doing. Marcus mm-hmm. Jordan knows what he's doing. And you know, if they like it, I love it.
3: Yeah. And that's they're all there is to it. We're the same age, him, and I didn't know he was 30. Wait, no, I'm 33. Never mind. <laughs>
0: but anyway. All right. I want to go ahead and segue into all this mess that's going on with Madonna. So speaking uh, of older cougars messing with younger men, Madonna is having a field day, child. I mean, she's dated young forever, mm-hmm. but now she's popping up with a new boyfriend now, if y'all don't know, she had been dating this 23 year old model, which is just insane because he's literally a year older than my child. But she was dating this 23 year old model and she had met him like during a photo shoot after she had ended her relationship with a 28 year old backup dancer named um, Al Malik Williams. So she broke up with her 28 year old. Um, she saw the 23 year old and he is fine. Okay. So they got the kick in it. So we're thinking she's still dating the twenty-three-year-old, and they're, you know, living their best life, I guess. But <laughs> now, you know, Madonna at her big age, she has introduced us to a new boyfriend. Okay, at the at the great age of sixty-four, she's now dating a twenty-nine-year-old athlete. He's a boxer. His name is Josh Popper. So they're saying that Josh uh, was supposed to be training one of her sons, like in uh, in boxing, you know, giving him boxing lessons. Mm-hmm. And I guess she fell in love with his physique and, you know, he is cute. And now they're dating. She's it's probably funny.
3: sucking all that young energy out of him because uh, Madonna. Oh god, that, I don't know. This is mean. People can call me mean. But I, Madonna used to enough. be. Oh, oh yes, he is. He's very fine. He's okay, fine. Madonna, I'm not I'm mad. mad at you. I had to show uh, you the picture first. Yeah, hold on. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold up. Now I was about to go in, but okay. Yeah, he he looks real good. Mm-hmm. And he. What were you, like, what were you saying, Emily? Okay,
0: hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and take this picture off the screen, cause now you're you're you tongue tied. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuttering. <laughs> yeah, okay.
3: I, well, what I was gonna say is, I don't know what Madonna has done to her face, but she has fucked her face up royally. And um, that is, I know that's mean, and I'm not trying to shame anybody in any type of way or whatever. But Madonna was always a beautiful woman. I remember now, you know, like when I was younger, seeing her. Now Britney was, you know, the girl when I was younger, but Madonna still, she was always. That girl, she was a fashion icon. And it just seems like Madonna doesn't want to get older. And I I get it. Yeah. Like, I understand that. But um, I sometimes think she's dating these younger men because she wants to be younger. Like, she refuses to. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm not saying, like, once you get to a particular age, like, you have to just be like a quote unquote old grandma or anything like that. Like, live your best life. That's fine. But mm-hmm. a lot of the ways that Madonna carries herself is sometimes is is very cringe at times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, what are you doing? So sometimes I also think now he is fine. So I get it. But um I think she dates guys that are a lot younger because she is clinging on so hard for her youth.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. She gives me vampiric vibes. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, that whole forever young chasing immortality you remember my deep dive uh-huh. That's the vibe that i get from her as to why she does date a lot of younger guys because let's keep it real younger people give you energy they yes. give you you know they remind you of your youth they have an excitement they haven't been really too jaded by life yet right mm-hmm. whereas you know she's 64 she's dating a 64 year old man all they're going to do is complain about their hip problems. They both probably smell like Ben gay. His <laughs> back hurt, her back hurt. You know what I mean? So a lot of, because, you know, as you get older, she, shit hurts. You don't feel yeah. as good. But if you're it running is. around with a bunch of damn young people in their 20s, shit, you're trying to keep up. You want to work out too. You want to, you know what I mean? Be Go, go, mm-hmm. go. You know, so I always find that very interesting. Now, her daughter, Lourdes, is 26 years old. And it's very interesting that she's dated people younger than her daughter. You know, and that's that's one thing. Yeah, I remember that's one thing that Lady J always used to tell me. Because, you know, Lady J's son is like, I believe he is 26 years old as well. You know, she got a grown son. So she always says, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever like guys try to talk to her, she's always like, I will never talk to anybody. I will never talk to anybody who's my son's age. Like you have to at least be older than my child. That's her like cut off. Like you have to be older than my child. Now, yeah, I don't know that if that means 27, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, shout out to Lady
3: J, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I get it. Now, my son's very young, so he's yeah. only seven, but I can only imagine once he gets older, a lot of the things that, um, not saying that your kid and whoever you're dating, if they're around the same age, are going to just have everything in common, but there's going to be shit that they do that remind. I'm a, like, my son likes Roblox, shit like that. Who knows what's going to be popular then, but hell, them- as people get older, just nostalgia and things like that come through. And it's going to remind you of your kid in some way, shape or form. So I get, you know, the, the whole younger thing. And I know Madonna has a son too, right? She has a few kids. She has Rocco and then she has all them adopted kids too. Uh, well, I believe Rocco, I think, um, he, uh, I think
0: he gets embarrassed of her. I don't know if he's gotten got yeah, that point too much deal with her. That's the little white boy. I like Rocco now he's 22. Yeah, okay. he,
3: he'll be calling her out. Like he'll be saying, You're yeah. embarrassing
0: me, grow up, all kind of shit. I'm like, Damn. Yeah, Rocco don't play that. He he lives with his daddy. I believe he's out there in the UK. Yeah, Rocco is not feeling half the stuff that she's doing. So yeah. you don't really see Rocco around as much. Lourdes is grown, she's living her own life. So it's really the only people that's left for Madonna is the, is the African children who can't go anywhere because they ain't got their parents. So they're kind of stuck with this crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know they can't say nothing. Hell, they got to be like, all right, mom. Craziness. Right. Yeah. And you know,
3: like, like you had mentioned earlier, I I get like, it's totally okay to date out of your age range and things. Men do it all the time. And mm-hmm. usually nobody ever says anything about it. So it's not necessarily the age gap or anything like that. Cause I do agree with Larsa um, from the interview earlier, age doesn't always determine maturity. I have had conversations with people in their twenties that were very articulate, very smart, had a good head on their shoulders. I've talked to people that were in their 40s. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, you're acting like a child, like just idiots. So, yeah, it's not totally just the, the age. I do agree with her on that. But I think it's just Madonna. Her whole vibe in general is just very, look at me, please, please. Attention. Y'all remember me. I'm Madonna. And it's like, girl, you don't have to do all that. You're Madonna. You're an icon. You're an icon. We'll never forget you. Yeah. At all. Don't taint your legacy with all this foolishness.
0: Yeah. And I think that's my issue with her is that she does try so hard and she doesn't have to. But yeah, there's definitely nothing wrong with dating younger. I will always stand by that. And I think right. too, you got to realize if you look younger, you're going to attract younger guys, you know, because there's times. I mean, I've had 22, 23 year olds holler at me. It's like okay, the same age as my son. They be like, What you got a 23 year old got 22 year old son. Yes. Well, how old are you? None of your business. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's I like, know, you're a bit too young, but, you know, again, they're legal. So if I do right. want to do somebody who's 25, you know, 23, I would not do the 23, but like, you know, 25 and up, I have a right to do that. You know what I'm saying? That's my business. Yeah. But I also, the the main thing is a, a maturity. Now, is this a 25-year-old with his own business, car? He has his own apartment. He has himself together. Or is this a 25-year-old who's still in with his mother you know, working at the damn gas station and he's looking at you as a sugar mama. Yep. Now, you so, know, it, it's you know, just there's, all there's about discernment. Exactly. Right. There's, there's and- a difference. So again, you can fall in love with somebody no matter their, when well, I'm not gonna say no matter their age, as long as they're, you know, legal, right. if they have a particular mindset, if they're grinding, if they're go-getters, if they're on their stuff. But when it's just you, because I mean, I've had friends, you know, my age, date, 24 year olds, 23 year olds, and it's like, it's literally about sex. That's all it is. That's like, what I was going to say. That person, like he's not doing anything. He's not in school. He's just, you know, he's barely working. You're having to like, you know, pay for stuff for him. That's like another child. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. I got my own kids. I'm not about to take care of some other female's kid. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, so that's the thing. If you're going to date young, it needs to be a young person who is on their stuff. You know, who has themselves together because you do have some younger guys who like older women and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like in the same breath, you know, young girl, younger girls who are, let's say, 19 to 20, 21, 22, who date older guys. I don't see anything wrong with that. As long as it's legal. And she understands what it is that, yeah, most likely he's using you for arm candy. You know what I'm saying? He'll probably spend money on you. There's definitely going to be sex involved. If you're thinking Mm -hmm. there's not, you're fooling yourself. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. As long as everybody involved understands, you know what I'm saying, what it is, then that's your business. But I think people also need to be realistic because you do have some young girls and young guys they're gold diggers. You know, they're going for the sugar mamas. They're going okay. for the sugar daddies. So I'm not going to act like everybody who's in their early twenties is so, oh, they're so naive and they don't <laughs> know and they're all being groomed. Get the fuck More out things. of here. Everybody's not being groomed. You know what I'm saying? Some people are looking for somebody to treat them and, and trick off on them and, you know what I'm saying? And all that stuff. Just like some of these older people, men and women, like you said, they're looking for these young people to be around them, to have nostalgia and make them feel young again and, and use their energy. So you gotta be very mindful of that as well. Yeah, you know, grandpa tagging along with you to all the, you know, to the Drake concert? No, <laughs> I don't wanna tag along my 50 year old boyfriend to go see Drake. I wanna go with, like my home girls, you know? So those are just some of the things that you have to think about. Um, and, you know, I've dated older guys, you know, guys who were old enough to be my father and, Even though it was cool, you know, the arm candy thing and going out, what I've always noticed, sometimes when you date somebody way older than you, people automatically stereotype. You know, even if you've never slept with that person, you just met them, you're just going out on a date. It's not even your boyfriend. There's like this stigma. There's this stereotype, you know, like, oh, it's a sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship. And it's like, no, we're actually going to dinner. This is like, you know, my first date. He just happens to be way older than me, you know, so... Yeah, it's it's a lot of judgment.
3: Oh yeah, and like, what was that saying? A fair trade ain't a robbery. You know, usually in situations like that, just like uh, what's his name, Leonardo DiCaprio, not too long ago, he was getting dragged Mm -hmm. for dating that 19 year old girl. And like we were saying, that's what he does. Like that, he's always dated younger girls. He likes the younger models. He likes going out. He likes going to the club and dancing. That video of him where he was getting his life—that was hilarious. But Mm -hmm. um, I have noticed just experiences that i had had sometimes too when you are younger and you're dating someone that is older not always but just my experience or whatever sometimes it's almost like there will be a little bit of insecurity from the older person's perspective they always think because you're younger than them when you're not around them oh well we took
2: it all we brought them to our land (laughs) an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth. We made this curse. Oh. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the
3: end. What will I become?
0: Senwa saga. Hellblade 2.
3: Play it now with Game Pass. Well, you're you must be fucking around with some younger dude because there's like an insecurity there, you know? You know, you're trying to get your life with some younger person and then get all the resources for me. No, hell no, bitch, this ain't how it's going. That's been my experiences and it was just too much of a fucking headache. I'm not doing all that shit. Yes, yeah, like
0: every time you Young walk or out or the old. door. Yeah, it's like this, yeah, you're right. I've been in those type of relationships. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Dated somebody like 11 years older than me and yeah, the insecurity shit was annoying. You know, like popping up and I just want to make sure you were really here. Dude, now I feel like you're my dad. Like what the hell? <laughs> exactly. And then they want to kind of
3: treat you almost not like they're your kid or like you're their kid, but they always want to make sure, you know, they they want to be the most intellectually mature person. Yes. They have oh to be the smartest gosh. one.
0: I remember me and this guy that I dated, we literally got into like a big blowout behind like ice cube like some like 80s rap shit that I knew nothing <laughs> about I go back and forth with this stupid argument like, we still laugh about this so this. like remember when we got into it about ice cube and, them and them, I was like yeah I was like you were really shady trying to throw my age in my face yeah the age <laughs> wasn't a problem earlier but now all of a sudden you know, <laughs> you <don't> know nothing. <laughs> yeah it was so funny I'm just like okay whatever you was going up for slim shady yeah man I said like the Mar- the Marshall Mathers LP. Oh
3: that was my CD yeah, and the Sunshady LP.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes I had that CD on repeat
3: and I was pretty young. I remember me and my brother both got the CD and we were listening to it. I Remember that uh that song Kim? Yeah. On- it that was, was crazy.
0: horrible. Yeah, I can't. Looking back at it, I was like, oh, my. God. There's no, no. way half of his music would ever be allowed. In, oh, like, hell no. Absolutely He'd not. He'd be canceled and all this stuff. But, you know, it was a different time in space back then, you know. And, and yeah, it was. It was, it was I, interesting. Interesting he, times. He had a lot of backlash, but not like. Not well, he like was canceled. Yeah, he yeah, exactly. had more people defending him than canceling him. And and that was the thing is that at the end of the day, he really could rap. I mean, just like his style, his flow, he really could rap. I don't think he's as good now as he used to be back then. But yeah, I'll never forget. That was such a silly argument. It was just so funny. Yeah, like, but Ice Cube's cool too. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went yeah, to, yeah. matter of yeah. fact, I thought I went to Ice Cube's concert um, like three weeks ago. Yeah, he came came out here to Minnesota. So me and a few of my friends went and it made me think of him, which was just so funny. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually going to an Ice Cube concert after arguing about Ice Cube. It's it's too funny. That is funny. But yeah, so I mean, this situation with Madonna, I'm not surprised. But good luck to her and her new man. Like I said, he's cute. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully this one lasts a lot longer than the 23 year old. Yeah, until she sucks all the life out of
3: them and then has to get a new one.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So now now let's go ahead. I want to talk about this whole situation um, with Tim Norman from Sweetie Pies. So if you guys do not know, it has been announced today that Tim Norman was given life in prison. But now what's very interesting is the fact that Miss Robbie who is Tim's mother, and Andre, the young man that Tim killed, that is her grandson, she wrote a letter to the judge begging for leniency. What the fuck? So I'm going to... Yeah, she did. I'm going to go ahead and read this here. Give me just a second. So Miss Robbie says, Dear Judge Ross... Hi, my name is Robbie Montgomery, and I'm the mother of James Timothy Norman, an inmate who is coming before you for sentencing in a few days. I am writing you to ask for mercy for my son. As a mother, I am devastated that my son has been accused and convicted of the crimes, but I'm pleading to God through you for mercy. Tim is my only living son. I lost my other son to violence in the streets of Los Angeles when Tim was only 15. I don't know whether Tim did what he is accused and convicted of. He is still the baby that I bore and I love him as every mother involved loves their child. When your child is in trouble, that's when they need you. As a parent, I'm sure you know the feeling. The man that was presented to the jury and you at the trial is not the man I know. I do not make this statement blind to all the faults that we as humans have and that Tim has but the long-term scheming plotting that was outlined at the trial is not the man I have known. My statement is not the unthoughtful plea of a mother in love with her son, which I do. Over the years, I have watched all the people that Tim has helped and encouraged me to help. I have watched him help ex-offenders, friends, relatives, trying to give them a hand up and volunteering with numerous community groups, providing food services when there has been a need. I do not have Solomon-like wisdom to answer the question that must be answered in sentencing. I do know how complex the burden of carrying grief, loss, and losing of a first son, a grandson, and on the verge of losing my last son, this is more than a mother should have to carry into the sunset of her life. I pray that you will find a way in performing your sentencing responsibilities to allow a small light of hope to Tim and me in going through these remaining years to find hope for redemption. I love all my children and grandchildren equally and have suffered with them in facing all obstacles. This has been the hardest. I know that man portrayed to you is not the man inside of him. I'm praying that your decision will leave an opportunity. For that light in him to shine through. Thank you for your consideration and understanding of a mother and grandmother's love. Respectfully, Robbie Montgomery.
3: That is ridiculous. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. You know, I could understand if it was maybe like an accident, you know, like something happened, there was a fight and, you know, there was a scuffle or whatever, This is not just something like that. This man, like this was a premeditated plot and murder and then murdered someone in her family. It was her grandson that he murdered, right? Right, the grandson, yep, Andre. That's insane to me because I see how like my in-laws and my parents are with their grandkids. And I swear, Loki, I think they love them more than us. I mean, they do not play about their grandkids. So it is just crazy to me that it's, all the excuses. There's no accountability. Like this man planned premeditated and had her grandson murdered. There's no way around it. This wasn't an accident. Like this was thought out. This is like evil demonic shit. And she's still making excuses for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, they even had the insurance situation, you know, where she, where he had the insurance agent involved as well, signing fake documents. I mean, it was a well thought out plot and you know, I guess I can give her a tiny bit of grace because she is a mother. And as a mother, she's in a position where she has her son accused of killing her grandson. So I can give her a tiny bit of grace with that is a horrible position to be in. Right. Yeah. To even think like, what the hell? And now her son was looking at the death penalty. You already lost your grandson. Your oldest son is dead. So I can only imagine what she's going through emotionally emotionally, But either way, um, and and I get it, you know, some parents are going to write letters and and plead on behalf of their children. But I think that's always been the problem with Miss Robbie is that she has coddled Tim for years. There's always been excuses for him. I mean, the fact that he went to prison at like the age of what, 15, 16 and did 10 years. I mean, he was already out in the streets doing a lot of serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's because she coddled and made a lot of excuses for him. And it was to the point where he thought he could just do whatever and get away with whatever. And so I don't feel bad for him. You know, I'm glad they gave him life in prison. I don't think he needed the death penalty though, because I feel like that death is too easy. I think he needs to sit in there and understand what a blessing he basically squandered. This was a man who did 10 years in prison only to come out and see that his mother has opened up a chain of successful restaurants. All he had to do was mind his business, fry fish, drop chicken, make collard greens, sweet potatoes, macaroni and cheese. Okay. Now I'm getting hungry. (laughs) Um, That's all he had to do, you know, and he was building other franchises. This was a wholesome show. Everybody enjoyed it. Andre was the fan favorite. And because of jealousy, And feeling away about his brother's only child, to me, is just insane. Like, your brother is dead. He is the last living heir on that side, and you take him out. You know, as an uncle, I think, for me, that's what hurt the most because my boys are very close with their uncle. Like, their uncle has been their surrogate father, you know, their whole life. Like, my brother has been there since they were born. And, you know, even now, a lot of people tend to think that my youngest son – is my brother's son,
1: because he's
0: (laughs) there at all the sports stuff. He's the coach. And, you know, so they know him from coaching. And he's like, no, this is my nephew. But they always assume that my youngest son is his, because my youngest son and my nephew, his son, they look like brothers. They look Mm -hmm. just alike. They look like the younger, older version of each other. So people tend (laughs) to think that they're brothers instead of cousins. So I just, I couldn't even imagine my brother not loving my sons in the same way I love his son and doing something you know, that heinous. So I, I have no sympathy for Tim. Tim can rot in hell, in my personal opinion. And I just think Miss Robbie's just between a rock and a hard place. And you know, she was just desperate to just keep her son from getting the death penalty. So maybe the letter helped because he's not going to go face the death penalty. But she also needs to stop writing dog whistles in there. Cause I did peek where she's trying to say, you know, what he was accused of. No, he wasn't accused. He was convicted. And found guilty, guilty.
3: and he was smiling in his mugshot. Like he doesn't seem to; he doesn't give remorseful vibes. At least by the mugshot, he looked evil in that mugshot. And I, I can only, I I can't imagine what she's going through, the losses that she suffered. But one of the losses that she's going through is his fault. He had him murdered. That that is on him. And it's really like I don't. I just I think about like how like with grandmas and stuff, you know, sometimes how you'll be trying to like get onto your kids in front of them and they'll be getting mad at you. Like, no, don't you give that baby a spank and all that stuff. And they get mad at you. So I can only imagine the pain that she's feeling from losing her grandson. But then on top of that, from her son, I, I can't imagine that, but I think that um, he's evil and I don't think that she's really holding him accountable and maybe, like you said, maybe that letter was to keep him from getting the death penalty. But anything short of a life sentence, because he completely robbed his nephew of his entire life. He, That young man had his whole life ahead of him. And because of mm-hmm. narcissism and jealousy and evil, he took that away from him. So, yeah, but fuck him. He's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, and I definitely agree, you know. And like I said, I was a big watch and a big fan of the show. So wasn't nobody more shocked than me and the people who, you know, other people who really watch this show year after year, because this was one of the wholesome shows. And I made sure to watch it because so many times we complain about loving hip hop and, you know, ratchet television. So when they give you something wholesome, what's more wholesome than a black family you know, running a soul food restaurant and they have you know, just minimal drama here and there, little, you know, employee forest fires. That's about it. Nothing too deep. You know, why wouldn't you support that? So I made sure to watch it and give them the views because you can't complain. And then when they give you something wholesome, then you don't watch it either. So I, I really love the show. I love the dynamics. So for me as a fan of the show is very, very hurtful. You you could not have told me in a million years when I started watching Sweetie Pie that, you know, Tim would do something so just evil to andre you know i could see this going down on loving hip hop before sweetie pie right. i mean yeah. we, we talk about ratchet television all the fights and all the craziness that goes on on there but no one has been killed from loving hip hop yeah and you know it, it it is a very
3: wholesome show my 70 year uh, 75 year old mother in law Absolutely loved that show. She watched that show. I remember she was talking about how um, Miss Robbie was going to make sure that um, her grandson graduated and she even was tearing up because she was giving me the tea and she loved that mm-hmm. show. And they, she told me she heard rumors that they were supposed to be opening a store in Memphis and she's like, I want to go there. So, you know, that was the rumor. So I was like, OK, cool, I'll take you. And she loved that show. Her and all her friends watched it. They watched it and would talk about it. She'd give me the tea about it. I would even watch a few episodes with her. So yeah, it was a very wholesome show. So stuff like that happened and I wouldn't have expected that either.
0: Yeah, but so then again, really it's a dark way. Yeah, and it just goes to show you that you never really know what's going on behind closed doors. Exactly, that's right. Well, with that being said, I wanna go ahead and talk real quick here before we go about the Drew Sedora and Ralph Pittman situation. Now this situation is messy, honey. Mm. So for y'all who don't know who the hell these two are, they're from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And so we had posted yesterday that Ralph divorced Drew. And a lot of folks were really shocked that Ralph, you know, filed first because there's been so much drama on the show between the two of them. You can just tell that they're not happy. And, you know, Ralph has been accused of cheating the first season he ran off to Florida for four days and she didn't know who he went with. He was just gone. And to this day, nobody knows where he went to in Florida, who he chilled with. Like you're married. You don't just get to bounce and go to Florida and not give me any type of explanation as a wife. That's just weird to me. So they've had a lot of conflict in their relationships. He's been accused of gaslighting her. Um, It's been a bunch of mess. Well now it's come out today that supposedly she had ran down there too to file divorce. This is a mess. <laughs> so, this is what <laughs> DMC is reporting. They're saying Drew Sidor, 37 submitted her petition at 1 10 p.m., beating Pittman 40 to the Gwinnett County Courthouse in Georgia by 61 minutes. Pittman's own documents were stamped at 2 11 p.m. <laughs> signaling that the divorce was already continuous.
3: They're so messy for that time stamp. It's right. the time
0: stamp for me. <laughs> exactly. So they both went down there, but they were 60 minutes apart. So what ended up happening is I believe Ralph ran to the blogs and told the blogs, I divorced Drew to try and, you know, to put it out there first. But Drew actually was one who filed first. Mm. He well, does it matter? Behind.
3: Like, does as far as, like, uh, the, the legal side of it, does it matter who files first? I mean, I guess it's still – or is it just kind of like a,
0: no, I didn't divorce you, uh, or you didn't divorce me, bitch, I divorced you? Is it, like, that type of thing? I, that's what it's kind of seeming like to me. Like, I didn't leave you – you know, you didn't leave me, I left you. That's the vibe it's getting. But the whole situation is messy. Now, they have um, two biological kids together. And Drew has an 11-year-old son named Josiah from an earlier relationship. And this has kind of been the storyline of their show. Josiah's daddy was in prison. He got out. And they were trying to, you know, reconnect him with his son. Josiah wasn't going for it. He's not interested in his biological father like that. He's not interested in relationship with him. Um, But he's very close to Ralph. You know, Ralph has been in his life, I think, since he was about five years old. So Ralph kept saying that he was going to adopt Josiah. That was like the whole storyline for two years. Then during this season, all of a sudden he drops the T and says, well, I don't think it's right that I adopt Josiah. He has a biological father. I don't want to step on the biological father's toes. So Drew definitely felt a way like, well, I'm confused. Why would you not want to adopt him when you've been saying this for years? And he, he's he been at a biological father. So what does that mean? I want all the kids to have the same last name. I want him to feel like it's, you know, he's a part, like he's legally a part of his yeah, siblings. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and he wasn't going for it. But what's very interesting is that Ralph ended up writing a book on being a stepfather. Oh, well, hell so you got to write a book about being a stepfather, but yet and still, you don't want to file for custody of your stepson. Yeah. How does that work? Shit up.
3: And I wonder what it is. Because I honestly, I really like I mean, I see things on the blogs and stuff like that. But I really hadn't watched uh, Atlanta Housewives since Nene left. So I mm. hadn't really been tuning in for a while. Um But I see the mess here and there. But I wonder what it is about because I know there was all that stuff going on not too long ago about uh, with Potomac and um, the the cheating and and all that and the divorce. And I wonder what it is about these shows that it seems like everybody, I mean, uh, of all, whether it's Beverly Hills, Atlanta, Potomac, New York, something about that show or maybe it's reality TV in general
0: People come into these
3: on these shows like a happy couple, and then they it always ends in divorce.
0: You know what it is, and I've met Ralph, so I'm gonna keep it. Ralph is really cool. Now I'll never forget when I first met him. We were all at this Maya was performing, so we were all at Ebony's restaurant in Atlanta to see Maya. Okay, and man. he walks in, and it's just like almost like an uncomfortable silence. And um, me and his manager are really cool. So she brought him over to the table and stuff. And I was like, you're Ralph. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm T. And like I said, he was just really sweet. And so he's like, what do you do? I was like, you know, I'm a YouTuber, whatever, whatever. And he was like, do you watch the show? I said, yeah, I'm an avid fan. And he said, did you see this week's episode? I said, yeah. And, you know, I didn't know, like, it was so, it was weird because I'm literally talking to a guy that I just watched on television. Right. And he's like, I just don't even know what to think anymore. He's like, the way that they're they're doing this, the way they're editing me, now they're out here talking about I'm gay and I'm on the DL. And I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, you know, they're going to use you as a storyline. And you have to decide if this is something that you want to go forward with because it's not going to get any better. And I said, you know, you guys might want to. And this is what I was telling us you might want to think about maybe falling back because it seems like they're showing all the bad parts of y'all's marriage, you know, because that's the part that keeps them on the blogs. That's the drama field. Yeah, part. that's what keeps people tuned you, in. You could just tell by his demeanor, he would look just so defeatist. He was really sad. Um, he was embarrassed. He was like, you know, it's hard for me to even walk around Atlanta with my head held up because I feel like everybody's judging me from this show and they think I'm such a bad guy. And I said, you know what? A lot of it, yeah, they might think certain things. I said, but those people were going to think that about you anyways. So you can't too much worry about anything as long as they're not disrespecting you and coming up to you, talking to you crazy most of the people when they see is they're gonna be all teeth. They're gonna ask for pictures, right? You know, that kind of made them laugh and stuff, and I made them feel more comfortable. And we, as a matter of fact, we end up taking a picture. Like I said, he's a really he's a really cool guy, but the show did not portray him in a good light, and that was a, one of the things when I was talking to his manager, you know, away from him, that I always felt like it was not a good look, and I think the problem is. A lot of these women they come onto these shows married right because it's the real housewives you need a husband. Mm-hmm. So they come onto these shows married and what ends up happening is a lot of them when they first came, they're struggling right they're they're faking it till they make it. even when they started on the first season of their season, they were living in a smaller house. They see I'm I'm not saying they were broke or nothing like that, but they weren't living. They didn't have a house. Right. They were living in a smaller house. They were just, you know, going through the motions. Well, by the time the second season rolled around, all of a sudden they bought a big, gigantic, you know, 10,000 square foot home. They had to move. They had maids and she had a whole glam team. It's like the ego ends up exploding. By the time, because now you're recognized, now you're a real housewife. I mean, that's like a real big status. You know, now you have a peach. And I think part of it is the ego, because now you're realizing maybe your worth. On top of that, people are gassing you up. You know, and the, the husband or the spouse ends up being like the the catalyst. They end up being like, you know, basically the person that they use to step on to get to the next level. Because yeah. yeah, a lot of these relationships do not last. I mean, just think about it. Kenya and her husband on the show divorced. Cynthia divorced twice. Okay. Now we have Drew and Ralph divorcing. Yes. Portia and her first husband divorcing. Uh, the one girl that that introduced Portia to her new husband. They got divorced. So, yep. yeah. Even we, Nene even got Nene. divorced. Nene, now she yeah. got remarried,
3: but she got right. divorced and then remarried.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's real. And it's a lot of scrutiny. And, and that's the thing with reality television. They show a lot of, like, the unflattering things. They show a lot of the bad parts because it's not going to create drama if everything is, oh, we're so in love and kissy, kissy, kissy. Nobody wants to watch that. You know, so you have to understand what you're getting into and hope that you're strong enough to withstand it. Because even with Candy and Todd, sometimes they show a lot of their relationship in a bad light. You know, to this day, they're still acting like Todd is an opportunist when Todd has a lot of different business ventures going on. But they'll always show like, you know, uh, Grandma Joyce and her sister is still talking down to him and and things like that. So part of it is for the drama and that's why I say, if you want to be in a healthy relationship, stay the hell away from reality television. They've been yeah. talking about this reality television curse since I was in high school. I mean, we can go back to um, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. Remember when they oh, got God. divorced? That was crazy. What was it she asked? Is is it chicken?
3: What was it that she, she asked? Is yeah, it's tuna is astuna,
0: it chicken? chicken. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you could just tell she was just so ditzy and dumb. And he was you could just see he was just so annoyed by this ditzy, dumb act. And she's not a dumb lady. Don't get me wrong. No. I mean, she's been able to create all types of, you know, successful brands. So she's not dumb, but she was playing dumb on camera and that really annoyed him. Yeah,
3: because you're right. That is a really good point. Because especially when you're like talking about how they're putting on, because if they don't get a divorce, their asses end up in jail. How many like housewives have you seen like have legal issues? And it's usually based off of like finances like Erica Jane and her husband, uh, Teresa. Yeah. Oh yep, that's right, Teresa. Uh, what is it, Judice and her husband? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them start getting either in financial issues and then end up going to jail, or they end up getting divorced. Hell, I think Teresa and her husband they ended up going to jail and then getting divorced.
0: Yeah, and he's he's in Italy now, so he's out there, but she's remarried. So she's they about got remarried. Yeah, she got a new house. They done built a new house, a big old mansion. Um, They're like the Brady Bunch now. She got her four daughters. He got his two sons. They built like a damn, probably like a 15000 square foot brand new modern mansion. Louie, that's his name. Louie got some money. OK, yeah, well, she, she's really happy with them. So they deported Joe or did he yeah. just move? No, no, he got deported back to Italy. Oh. Well, she mm-hmm. said bye, Joe. Come on, Louie. Mm hmm. She loves her some Louis, but it don't look like she loves her brother, Melissa. You know, they're beefing. So the new season of of Jersey just started. I've been binge watching it the past two days because that's I'm going to have
3: to catch it. Yes. Jersey was always my favorite. But Melissa always to me was, you know, she was so thirsty.
0: Yeah. Melissa, you know, she went to Teresa's party and was crying. And but Teresa does really play her brother and Melissa like some bald heads. And I hate that for them. Because, you know, their parents are down and it's like you guys are still, you know, going through the nonsense. And now you see the daughters are involved in the drama and the daughters are talking slick. So the whole thing is i grown too. I forgot.
3: It's been so long since I've uh, watched. um, I used to be obsessed with all of the housewives. Um, It's been so long. But I remember uh, when, what was the oldest one's name? Gia. Yeah, Gia. I remember when she was just a little girl. That is
0: crazy. These kids well, really grow morning, up on camera. And I had a song on my mind. Yeah, remember that song? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Gia is gorgeous. Like, all of her daughters are just gorgeous. Like, I remember when Adriana was born. And oh, now yeah. Adriana's, like, 15 on the gram in, like, a bikini. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You oh, know, like, wow. her daughters. Yeah, Melania. I used to hate Melania.
3: Melania like, was off the chain. I liked my favorite one was the little one that was between um, that never Melania. Talked?
0: Yeah. yeah, the blonde one. She looks like Joe's sister. She never talks. She talks this season. I finally okay. heard her voice for the first time in like 10 years. I've never heard that little girl talk. She's but now she's quiet. 17. Gabriella. Yep, that's yep. it. They all had pretty yep. names. Mm-hmm. She's 17 now. She's driving. But Melania, the one I used to hate, and I don't mean hate in a mean way, but she was bad as hell. Like, you literally was a bad ass kid. and whoop her. She'd be jumping on furniture, cussing folks out. Like, girl... Every day, Melania. That's all yeah, that's hear you heard
3: Teresa say. I'm sure she got that belt out too after uh the cameras cut. When off. I tell
0: you Melania is so calm, she is gorgeous, humble. Oh Melania, that's she's not one of my favorites. Her and Gia.
3: Yeah, I always so like Gia. Louis.
0: Son. Louis' son has like some type of disability, and I and I watch her sometimes on TikTok. And she's so good with him, but she's always been that way. Cause I remember she was really good with Jacqueline's son who had autism.
3: Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Melania's um,
0: always been sweet when it comes to like you know that aspect of just being really caring. But yeah, she's calmed down a lot. I, I really like Melania now, and you know they've they've all grown up to be just beautiful, well-adjusted girls, in spite the fact of them having to deal with you know just fraudsters for parents.
3: Yeah, they've been through a lot. Their mom went to jail. Their dad went to jail. It was all over TV. Everybody knew all of their business. And Melania and Gia always look just alike to me. Like yep. I was like, dang, that they, they are twins. But um those kids most definitely have been through a lot. So it's good to know that they're they're doing well. And uh Gia and Melania look just like their mama too. I think Teresa's yeah. really pretty.
0: Yeah, they do. They look just like her, and like I said, Gabriella, she looks like the like Joe's sister. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, where did she come from with this blonde hair? And her face is just different from the girls. She's she more light like skin Joel. than them. Yeah, yeah. She looks like Joe's side of the family, and then Adriana, the baby, she's like a cross between Melani and Gia, but she has those bright. Well, they all have those bright blue eyes. But Melani has blue eyes. Pretty. Yeah, they're all just they're, they're gorgeous little girls. And Melissa's daughter is gorgeous too. I mean, she looks like a grown woman out here. I'm just like, dang, these kids are growing up. I mean, her sons are getting big now, too. Now, shout out to uh, Frank's son, Frankie Jr. How you doing? I'm Dolores, son? I'm sorry, I, he's fine. I have not. I guess I hadn't seen him. Let me go ahead and pull up a picture of Frank Jr. Yeah, Junior. Now, now that Frank Jr. is
3: grown. I believe he's about 24. Go ahead and me stuttering again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but no, he is very handsome, has just a good head on his shoulders, and just he's just super sweet. I really like um I think Dolores and Frank Sr. have done just a great job with their kids. Yeah, that's yeah, good. He, he's adorable. Like everybody loves them, some like Frankie. I'm about to have to uh catch up then. Yeah, it's on now. So that's what I like about it. Um, oh, he posted some new pictures. I'm always on his damn Instagram liking shit. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, oh good, damn Frankie is fine. Let me show you. Hold on. These are this is a picture with him and oh. his mom. He's adorable. He's Okay, like- Frankie. Mm-hmm. He
3: does look good. Okay. Dolores, though, she was always that girl to me. I always oh, well, thought Dolores Dolores... got
0: her body done now. You can't tell Dolores shit. Dolores no. looks like she should be on Real hospital of Atlanta. That's how big her ass is now. Okay. She went the well, clothes sunglasses.
3: Out. I'm like, okay, sis. <laughs> shout out to Dolores. She always had, like, I don't know. She just had different type of swag to her. And yeah. she was always one of my favorites. Like she was cool, but it was like, don't play in her face because she will go there, you know?
0: Right. But yeah, and Frankie Jr., I mean, like, just look at them guns. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay. It's I see why you're liking them pictures now. Yes. He is so adorable. But um, cause he took Gia to prom. They went to prom together. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it was and I was like, oh, that'd be so dope if like him and Gia dated, you know, because the moms. But then I can see that being awkward, too, because it's something there goes their prom pictures, because if something happens, then, you know, it can affect the mom's relationships. But they look so good together. They
3: do. They're such a cute couple Mm -hmm,
0: for their prom. I just thought that was so sweet. Yeah. Frankie Frankie is he's he looks good. Shout out to Frankie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, you got to catch up on the Real Housewives of um, New Jersey. Yeah, it I It's just only do. like three, three episodes in. So. Yeah, I have to get caught up. Well,
3: I'm like seasons behind. That's all, all on Hulu, though, right? And that's the thing. I just don't like Bravo. fucking Hulu. No, it's on Bravo.
0: <clears throat>
3: but you can yeah. like stream it on Hulu, though, right?
0: Oh, or I don't Bravo have
3: its own. I see. I don't have cable. I only we only stream. It's just streaming app. So I we oh. haven't had cable in years. I'm pretty, po- I'm almost like 99% positive. You can stream it all on Hulu. And that's another it's thing. I just, oh, okay.
0: Yep. All right. All right. Yep. Okay. It's I can fool Peacock. with Peacock, but I just, I don't like to, I don't like Hulu like that. Yeah, it's on Peacock, but yeah. So, you know, good luck to Drew and Ralph and everything they're going through. But, I can't say that I'm shocked. I kind of figured eventually they would end up getting a divorce. They just seemed that they were going two separate ways. Um, Ralph is definitely bothered by the way he was being portrayed. Drew, to me, was definitely being disrespected in certain aspects. So at the end of the day, they both have to do what they feel is right for them.
3: Yeah, it's def. I always hate to hear about anybody getting a divorce. Um, it is really sad. It's a sad situation, but hopefully, this is the best for them, and maybe they'll be able to go their separate ways and have a a happier ending, and can like somehow eventually be friends.
0: Yeah, and 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 again, you know, even on the show, it was funny because one of the things that I always cringe is when these women who are married, especially when they first come on the show. And they like to talk down to the women who are not married. Because I remember oh, yeah. she was really belittling at one point to Latoya. Latoya forever was on there the same season with Drew, and I liked it, Latoya. And it was a lot of like, you know, well, I have a husband, and my husband, and it's just like, man, I'm chill. he that may not is even so be- tired. It's I like can't he stand may not even hear Three seasons, you know. Even yeah, when Henry and- got married, it was like my husband, my husband, and it's like now he's not here. So I don't like when people use the fact that they're married to like, you know, throw shade at single women or women who aren't married. It's like, you got your husband. That's great. We're happy for you. But, you know, you don't have to throw it in somebody's face. So I I I think there's a lot of red flags on both sides. You Yeah, it's like
3: they're doing too much to begin with. Like, who are you trying to put on for? You keep reminding that you're married. And that in real life really bothers me, especially when you meet someone who's married and then say someone else is single and that person who's married, for some reason, all of a sudden thinks that they're a relationship expert and they're going to tell you, you need to do this and do that and blah, 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 this and all that. Like, girl, you ain't fooling nobody. Ain't no telling what y'all got going on behind the scenes, all kind of crazy shit. But you're trying to give me life advice and relationship advice and all kind of stuff like that when you're barely holding your own shit together.
0: Right. Yeah, you it's never always know what's going behind closed doors. That's the That's truth. right? Very true. Well, on that note, we've been on here for over an hour. This was a very good podcast. I thank you once again for coming uh, no on. No problem.
3: We <laughs> thank definitely you so got much a for lot. Having
0: me, <laughs> no, you're definitely <laughs> welcome. Definitely got a lot off our chest. A lot of things, you know, we got a chance to discuss. A lot so, of relationships.
3: T- you said what? Lots, I said lots of relationships. Going on, exactly. that we talked
0: about a lot of relationship stuff going on, right? So, it's going to be interesting to see what people think about all of this. So, mm-hmm. half of this, once again, you guys will be posted on YouTube. Feel free to check it out and leave a comment over there to watch the entire podcast. You need to watch it on the Spotify app, it is free to download, and you guys will be able to see this whole conversation from start to finish. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys later. Deuces.